Welcome to Savvy Sabs Podcast on Call-In. This is episode 20, R. Kelly and Jelaine Sentence. R. Kelly and Jelaine Maxwell have finally been sentenced after years of abuse. Does this bring justice to the victims? What are your thoughts? All right, so go ahead and call in, guys. I would like to hear your opinions about this. One of the things that has been brought to my attention is that some people feel like the sentencing was not fair. I did that poll last night and some of you feel like they should have had a longer sentence. Some of you said it should have been shorter. And some of you said that you felt like the sentencing was right. It's also been brought to my attention that people feel like it's not fair that Jelaine Maxwell got a smaller sentence and R. Kelly received a a longer sentence, but I want to hear from you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and take the first caller. And that is Roger. You are on the mic. You just have to unmute. Um, Hi, Sabri. Hello and welcome. Sabi, sorry. Uh, There were two alternative spellings to your name on the screen. Um, my problem with um, Maxwell, um, I know a little bit about her um, uh, and her father, actually. In fact, if, if you don't know who, do you know who, who her father was? No, I, I don't know who her father is. Her father used to be, uh, he's dead now, well, allegedly. Uh, he, her father used to be a media mogul in the UK. He owned a couple of newspapers. Um, he owned the Mirror and um, I don't remember what else he owned. Anyway, he he died in mysterious circumstances. He he fell off his yacht, and and there was never any um, um, proof that he, this was in fact the case. And, and you know, you could make up conspiracy theories about it anyway so that was her father so so she comes from a, a, a well um a media mogul family now the interesting thing i would say about this and and i don't know anything about r kelly so i won't even um i th- think R. all i know about r kelly is, is something about uh some 15 year old or something like that and I don't know. But Maxwell is more interesting because um, apparently she was um, a sex trafficker, let's say. We'll all accept that, right? That seems to be the the, the, um, status quo. But but the thing that worries me about it is she's gone down and she's, she's got her prison term, but no one who she was trafficking for is mentioned. And uh, um, that's, that grates a bit. So if you see what I mean. Right. And we're we're talking about very powerful people. Um, Chris Hedges listed names um, at a rally last year people that he believes that were involved with this um very brave of him i would say let's put some bubble wrap around chris hedges to protect him as as well but no you're right what about the clients the fact that yes she's been sentenced but the people who were clients not only have they not been sentenced but they don't even want to reveal their names and i honestly believe Part of that has to do with the fact that there's probably some politicians on that list. Well, my opinion is she's she's not a very nice person, right? And and, and I'm okay with that. I can accept that. But to also she's been stitched up because uh, obviously she's been told to keep quiet and just do her time. I'm sure she'll be fine afterwards. She'll get off for good behavior. She's not going uh, as far as I know, she's got not going to a supermax like uh, Julian Assange would be, for example. So, but yeah, the, the the interesting thing is she's been convicted of trafficking children, 
But at the same time, if you're if you're convicted of trafficking something, there must be somewhere you were trafficking it to. Right. That's right. I mean, I look. I reported this last year that Prince Andrew, you know, he's gotten off twice. Well, he was in a pizza parlor, so, you know, you can't really question his uh, defense. Right. 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 Exactly. Uh, um, as if, as if uh, uh, um, the irony was uh, as if uh, a, a royal in the UK would go to Pizza Fucking Express. What the fuck do you think this is? <laughs> right. Right. They don't go I, to Pizza Express. They have a was, chef cup come in. Right. But I will say that's interesting what you said about her father, because I did not know about that. I didn't realize she was connected to media like that. But that makes yeah. a lot of sense. You know, I don't understand how she even became a part of this. Like that, it's just really frustrating to me to see another female be perfectly well, okay with trafficking other women. Her father, so her father was almost um, the left, let's say, it's not, this isn't quite accurate, but let's say you've got Rupert Murdoch now, um, and we all know who he is, but her father at the time was almost like the left wing of Rupert Murdoch. I'm not saying they were left or right, I'm just saying he he was in control of all the left-wing media and Murdoch was in control of mostly the right-wing media. So Murdoch had the son um, and um, uh, Robert Maxwell had the mirror, which was another the left -wing, more left-wing. And they both had nude women on page three. So it was similar, but politically slightly different. Or, if you like, just two branches of the same thing. And, yeah, it is quite interesting. And that's how, um, obviously, she got her start. And, you know, um, she was a, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, they describe her as a socialite. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. So, so you know, you'll see her with standing next to everybody. Because she was invited to all those parties. Because she inherited her father's fortune. So, yeah, you, you know, if, if you were going to, it's not, this is less interesting than the detail, some of the details, right? Because, of course, if you have that much money, you can go to all these parties, right? Yep. And, yeah, you sure, you can stand next to... Um, whoever you want, and get a picture taken. It's not a big deal. I, I don't believe in any sort of, cons you know, I, I don't believe everyone she was stood next to is involved, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I do believe that she's been screwed. And, uh, I, you know, is she, even if we, okay, we accept she was providing young girls to powerful men. We accept that. And she's gone down for it, but not one powerful man has. So, um, But that was yeah, her I'm, choice. Yeah, of course. So, so there must have been a deal done. There has right. to be no other way. There's no other way. I'm honestly surprised more people are not livid about this. The fact that that client list has not been released. I expected more people to be up in arms about that. And instead, a lot of people are just cheering on the fact they're like, yay, they got her. And I'm like, yeah, you realize there's a whole list of people. Yeah. That are not being punished for this. You've got the, you've got the drug dealer standing at the corner, but you haven't got the supplier. Right. You know, <laughs> so. And she'll just be replaced. And she's, there's no way she's not been paid to be kept quiet, right? There's no way. Yes, and this is a good point. I want people to understand, okay, they got one person. They took down that one. The client still exists. So to Roger's point, 
they'll replace her. They'll just replace her with someone else. And this kind of thing can continue. Yeah. And then, and then, in, you know, 10 years or five years or whatever, there'll be another socialite or someone else who'll be arrested and, and put on trial and accused and, and rightfully go to jail. But you won't get the people who were using the fucking service. Yep. Yep. That's why I tell people we don't have a real, we don't have a justice system. We have an injustice system. It's absolutely ridiculous. I know, like I said, Chris Hedges name names. Again, I don't have any evidence or to prove that those people are actually on that list. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. The names that he mentioned, it would not surprise me. They're powerful people and they have a lot of money. Sabi, I'm, I'm going to, um, drop because I, I see those two people behind me and I don't want to take up all your time. But thanks for thanks for listening. Thank you, Roger. Thanks so much for calling in. All right. I'm going to go to Ashura. You are now the next caller. You just have to hit unmute. Hey, hi, Sammy. Hello. Hi. Uh, I got two things I got to say, so I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, go past the... Uh, topic at hand um like i said in the super chats i think uh they both should have got hard times for it because they're they're basically dealing with sex crimes who knows how long if these uh young girls will ever they'll ever even uh if they'll ever be okay i don't think they'll they'll, they'll be able to just walk it off even with help i don't think they're being financially paid for it too and uh r kelly uh unlike jillian maxwell I mean, why, why, why did she get less time than R. Kelly? I mean, they should be, I don't know, let's say give them 75 years each. Because Jelaine Maxwell, she's a much bigger fish than R. Kelly. Because uh, R. Kelly doesn't, it, it wasn't, uh, she, he wasn't prostituting these girls to somebody else. He was prostituting, prostituting these girls to himself. While Jelaine Maxwell was doing that to, for Donald Trump, uh, Prince Andrew, I believe, and then his other, these other guys. So I'm like, uh, what the hell happened behind the scenes for it to get less a lesser charge? I think it's because of the fact that, well, like Roger mentioned, there had to have been some kind of deal made. And the fact that she's a socialite and the fact that she has that list of all those names. And so let's be real here. They want to protect those people, too. Same way she wants to protect them. I believe they want to protect those people, too, because if that list got out, I think we'd be. We might be shocked as some of the people that are mentioned on that list. But isn't the list partially out? I mean, wasn't Chris Hedges outing people on the streets? Oh, he was. He was. But the thing is, I personally like I don't I haven't found any evidence of that. That's the thing. Okay. Like he names, he might know a lot more. But you know, I think one day it might eventually come out. But the question is, is anything going to be done to those people? Probably not. I don't think that list exists anymore. I mean, since, since they got her, that list must be destroyed. And we got to realize, like, this woman knew a lot of powerful people. Yeah. She was actually at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. She was friends with the Clintons. She was friends with Donald Trump. And not saying that they were involved, per se, but... Mm, I mean, if, if you're on the flight, <laughs> you're on the manifesto. Uh, you were definitely doing some shit on that island. Right. It's just another thing I want to mention, too, because I heard some people say, well, she brought the girls in, but she didn't actually do anything to them. That's actually not true. She participated in some of these acts as well. Uh, oh, OK. I thought she was like uh, the handler. She just brought them in. I didn't think she like had, had sex with them. Oh, no, she participated because if you watch the um, I don't know if people have been. Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch the trials. Yeah, this is why you notice they wouldn't allow any cameras in the court, I guess, because it's a federal case. But um, I have kind of been following this trial since she was first arrested. And some of the victims testified saying that she participated in those acts as well. So she's a pedophile too. Exactly. So so why is it that uh, when it comes to both men and women, if they get they do the same almost the same crime, 
the woman the woman will get less if she's like much pretty like what the fuck is up, what, up with that because i've seen it happen where basically if the woman is pretty she gets less time typically men tend to get longer sentences yeah and then also let's be real r kelly's black and definitely not trying to defend r kelly but r kelly r kelly is black and again if we want to go back to what people knew and what people didn't know people knew that r kelly was sleeping with Aaliyah. People knew that he married Aaliyah when she was only 15 years old. Why didn't they come after R. Kelly for that? For forging documents, for lying on those documents. Why didn't he come after? Why did they even get it? They didn't even get him for that. Mm. Yeah, uh, my, my second uh, my, my second topic basically is what you were talking about, Joe Rogan. And you said that Joe Rogan moves to the right. Um, I don't think... Uh, Joe Rogan is, has moved to the right. I mean, as I've taught, as I've said with Gamer Gamer for Life in the comments, I've said like uh, Joe Rogan's just a guy who has a podcast. He just talks shit, and I don't mind people talking shit on the podcast. But when it comes to his political views, um, Joe Rogan if he likes to invite more right wingers because he's been taking shit from the left. Because if he does something, they go after him. So you got the Democrats go after him, and he probably sees a friend in the right, like Saga and Jetty, uh, uh, what is it, Peter, Jordan Peterson, uh, what do you call it, Ben Shapiro, those guys. So you have those guys coming in more as guests than basically people on the left. Because even, even when I don't think uh, uh, Joe Rogan believes like, oh, that uh, black people should be beaten, uh, beaten uh, to a bleeding pulp by, by the police. But at the same time, he could go around and say, I support the police in one sentence. It depends who's with him in, the, in that room. It's like uh, what they said with, uh, uh, what was that guy, uh, uh, George W. Bush? Like, whoever's in the room with him is going to fuck up another country way more harder than the last person that was in the room. If he was talking to somebody, that they said that's why the VP was always the last person with him. Because he was basically hard on those wars. He was doing. So I think, well, it's because he's not balanced enough in his guests. I think he needs to balance the scale a bit, so it's 50-50. But uh, if Jimmy Dore's in that room, like Jimmy Dore's going to make him go left. Right. But if it's somebody else, he's going to go right. And mostly I've seen him basically bringing up guests who are basically somewhat in between, but it's mostly right. But I'm like, well, if you're bringing that guy over to your side, don't, no wonder it's going to look like he's right. I don't think he's right. I think he, uh, he has... He's not. He's not completely diverse. He just agrees on. If you give him a good, like, a good uh, conversation, he'll probably go on your side. Even though the conversation yeah. might be clear. Well, to be clear, I didn't say Joe Rogan's right wing. I said no, I, I don't. I, I don't think he's right wing. But I will say that he has changed his position on some views. Now, th those are based on things that he said on his show. Like I told you guys last year, he changed his position on Medicare for all. But that doesn't mean that he's right wing. So I think there may be a misunderstanding. Like, I don't think that Joe Rogan is is right wing. Now, some people do. Yeah, some well, that's because, in, in yeah, that's because when people say, that's, that's because when people say, well, uh, he has changed his views. Mm, I don't think so. I, I think it's dependent on uh, the person who's in the room. He needs, he needs to up his uh, up that scale a bit. Like well, put more uh, left leaning people on the show. Well, I well keep no, seeing people sure, because one thing I do want to say when he the show the segment where he said he changed his position for Medicare for all that segment was with Kyle Kalinske. That segment was not with someone on the right. So that that's what I'm saying. Like that happened no. when he was interviewing Kyle and he told Kyle yeah, Kalinske no, that no, he no, no, about no. it. Right. I know so, what you're saying. I'm just saying that the the current the current uh timeline with Joe Rogan, he keeps inviting more people on the right. That's right. why, that, that that's, why that's why some people think he's right wing now. That's why some yeah. people think I don't think that, but it would be nice for him to invite more people on the left. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why he he doesn't do that. I don't know what that's all about, but it's yeah, it, it, I, I think it's the guess. I think it's, he's been basically slapped around by the left by 
multiple things. Like if he says something, they go after him. So he thinks like the right wing, maybe like some right white wing guests will be like mm, like a friend to them, basically like a shelter to go to when you get piled on by the by the fucking left. Or they they're not left. They're basically the centers of the Democratic Party. They're basically they're center left. They're not left. So uh, yeah, that's that, that's all. That's all I wanted to say because I don't I don't think Joe Rogan is right wing or he may look like he has right wing views right now because I don't trust DeSantis because I know Jimmy does the same thing where DeSantis will say some key things like I'm all for rights and everything, but you got to be clear like this those guys are snakes. You can't trust DeSantis. He's only doing that because it affects him right now. Right. It's affect it affects him. So I, I even disagree with Jimmy when he said uh, he didn't like the fact that the judges, the people go go to the judges' houses and and, and basically protest at them. I was I wasn't Jimmy camp, uh, Jimmy's camp when he said that, but I thought about it. But it's not like protesting. Is it pro Second Amendment? Like is that the First Amendment or the Second Amendment? Like to protest It's the first one, right? I think it's part of the first one. I have to double yeah. check. Okay, so it's if it's the first one, then why are you against protesting at some judge's house if you're allowed to protest? I'm not that's against protesting anywhere. That that's a good thing because yeah. you have to be careful because it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Because if people start to say, "Okay, I'm against people protesting at people's homes," then what else does that lead to? Oh, I'm against people protesting outside of schools. I'm against people protesting outside of a church. And before you know it, there are very few places where you can go to protest. It's just I feel like that is a step for them to try to just stop people from protesting, period. Yeah, because I think uh, people on the left need to be very cautious when you're saying that certain people on the right or they, they sound populist. They're not populist. It's 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 a half it's a half shit sandwich. It sounds good, but it tastes terrible. <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna log off. So I'm gonna let uh, other people come in. All right, cool. All right, thanks for calling in, Ashura. Lance, I'm making you the next caller. So you are on the mic. You are on the mic. Hey, Savvy. Thanks. Great to talk to you again. So as far thanks as that last time, yeah. What's that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I said thanks so much for calling. Oh, great. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so as far as that last point, um, as far as uh, going on Tucker, all that, great, great, great. You know, Chris Hedges, before I even really knew in depth what he was about, I had heard of him. I had seen a few, you know, read a couple things by him. But like everybody else, had a lot more time in my hand when the pandemic hit and just really did a deep dive when I said, yeah, boy, this guy's great. And so. Like him, I had already been criticizing Democrats as being worse sellouts, more hypocritical, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, wow, yeah, okay. So 80% of his criticism goes to Democrats and liberals too. But he also wrote a book called about Christian fascism. So can I just stop with this quick point and then go into what I want to talk about, about the Jazane Maxwell and the elite thing is, okay, is that I hear precious little, okay, when it comes up. Not in terms of having to go on Tucker Watch or some bullshit, which I think is bullshit. Media Matters is bullshit. But all I hear from a lot of these folks that have gone on to another friend and I was talking to my buddy now, uh, what I hear a lot is the duopoly. Yes, both parties are corrupt. They're not calling them out on a lot of stuff. And I find that troubling. But if I could just switch, unless you want to respond, but I just wanted to go back to the Jazane Ma- Maxwell and the lefty elites and all that. Yeah, you can go ahead to Jelaine Maxwell. Yeah, so the the elite left, see, and this is what gets so mixed up on the left by some folks, is that they are so, not just corrupt, they are so psychopathically, like, 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 not just unethical and immoral and pedophilic, (laughs) speaking of Chris Hedges, right? Again, this is where it became in full depth, man. You know, you flesh out what you think might look like makes sense. Then you go to people that are smarter than you and have more knowledge than you and say, okay, yeah, when they explain it. He talked about Goldman Sachs and the hazing. Like, for instance, kind of a hazing in a in a corporate level. Like you would get meetings at 6 o'clock when you're a MBA, you're a recent MBA, and you want to be an upshot. You know, you're going to be the next Goldman Sachs new, newbie, you know, entry level. They would give you a meeting at 6 o'clock, but they wouldn't show up till 10 o'clock. 
they let you sit there for four hours in an empty room, twiddling your thumbs. And if you left before 10 o'clock, you were fired. The point is that these people have their own internal kind of like, like hierarchical, just, uh, just like really sick, psychopathic, you know, belief system that it's like, it's not about you're going to convince them politically or economically of anything. These people are just like, like, like just, just beyond decadent, like Venice in the last days, just, just psychopathic, evil, cruel people. And that's just what they are. So in other words, I agree that SCOTUS now is going to implement it for the rest of us. It's kind of like there was at least a little bit of like, there could be a little bit of world left for us. But the fact that SCOTUS wants a Christian fascist state, well, it's just not much, it's no different. It's not that much. It's worse. Yes. But the corporate fascist state that these people want to set up where the elites run everything. I'll, I'll stop with this, Abby, because it's the same point I'm making. California. Matt Tabby wrote a great article. But again, I was he filled in a ton of dots where the NIMBYism is all over California. And those are bright, bright, bright. Some of the brightest blue places in the country. Right. But it's beyond that. It turns out it was like I think it was like 10 or 15 billion when they did this, tried to build this high speed rail thing is because that's how much. That's how that was how expensive it was before you put the first shovel in the ground because of environmental laws and because of regulations, et cetera, et cetera. That's where the money is. They don't even have the engineers to build stuff that we don't anymore. Uh, and so when you combine all these factors, you see these people now want to go to Cal. Right. We're talking just about this. See, it all ties into what you all were talking about, about going to Texas and Florida. A lot of elite rich Californians want to go there now because they said, uh oh. And they started out well meaning, by the way, like a lot of things did, like the founding fathers and it got trashed with capitalism. But they, you know, so anyway, after being corrupted over 50 years, half a century, they built up their nest egg. They got their millions. Now they're going where? They're going to Texas and Florida and places like that where they know what Abbott and DeSantis is about. But back to Zane Maxwell and all these elites. They know they're going to protect them, whether it's abortion, whether it's education, they're going to have private schools, whether it's abortion. They don't care if it's like from the moment of conception or whatever. They're going to have elite, privileged, you know, secret places. And guess who they're going to run into at the abortion, the secret plushy abortion clinics? The same people, the Republicans, right, are going to be there with the Democrats at the at the at the, at the fancy abortion clinics that are going to that are going to be there for all the elites, whether it's Ted Cruz's daughter or whether it's Beto O'Rourke's daughter. So these elites are going to run everything, and it's got nothing to do with right or left. You know what I mean? And the Californians that trash California, they're going to leave it behind now. It's garbage, and they're going to say, "Yeah, let's go to a low tax state where Abbott and 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 and, and DeSantis are going to be, you know, governors, you know, so that we can now have a low tax state and we're." going to be perfectly protected regardless of how right wing they are there's yep. my there's my there's my rant you know no that's a that's a good point lance you're right i mean i was talking about this a couple weeks ago they already have bunkers millionaire bunkers and i say millionaire because that's how much it costs to live in those bunkers underground for the next pandemic so the next time the next pandemic comes around the rich people, they have their little place that they can go to where they won't be affected at all, at all. And I'll have to show a clip of that on my channel because I did that segment on RBN. They have everything down in those bunkers that they need. And he's right. Like, even though they're trying to take rights away from everybody else, they'll still be able to do those things because they have the money and the resources to get it done, even if they have to leave the United States to do it. So this is why I keep telling people we have to focus on the class issue and they're not going to care. You think, I don't know if, if um, the political affiliation of Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, any of those guys, but do you think they really care about their political affiliation when class is involved? No, they just look out. They look out for their class. They're going to make sure wealthy people protect wealthy people. And that's exactly what Lane Maxwell. They're all Democrats. They're all Democrats. They're all Democrats. Buffett and all them. Gates, they're all Democrats. Mm. It's just, it just, it's, it's one of those things. Like, it's just like, I just, they're protecting wealth. Jelaine Maxwell is protecting wealth. That's what she's protecting right now. And that's what I want people to understand. They're gonna yeah, but you know what, Savvy? There are a lot, I'm a lot more cynical than that. It's almost beyond greed because what, what, what Bill Gates wants to do is they just want to implant, they, they, believe it or not, they don't want something that much different for the masses, even though they have professional wives than what SCOTUS wants with, because they know, like the Koch brothers, 
Okay. They're the bigger immigration. Listen to Bernie Sanders about that. Okay. We need wage slaves because capitalism has to grow or die. That's just a fact. I don't care whether you're Richard Wolf or Milton Friedman. Capitalism has to grow or die. And, and so therefore Bill Gates, you know, George Soros, George Soros knows this too. Forget about the lefties. You know, you're right. It's all class. It's the has and the have not since, since Jump Street. Okay. So these people all want what SCOTUS is going to do or they'll, they'll accept it for the masses because we need, they'd rather do it a different way. Probably they'd rather have low wage slaves. What I'm saying is it's just like the, okay, I'll make this point. Just like the founders would rather not have feudalism and slavery. They wanted something where people could kind of work and actually make a living kind of sort of, okay, capitalism. They didn't want slavery and feudalism, you know, even when they had it, you know, the, it's all there in the print, you know it. And so, but what these guys want to do including Gates and the Democrats, they're not conservative or liberal. They're not economic, like greedy people. They want reactionary. They really want to take us back to the Middle Ages. It's not a joke. These people that are the oligarchs, I don't know why people worship billionaires. You can't become a billionaire unless you're a ruthless, greedy asshole. All the rest, you can make a hundred million zillion dollars by being really good at music or athletics. But this is crazy what we got going on. This is different than anything we've had in history. And they've done this thing now where instead of the patricians and the rich knowing that they control everything and admitting it and saying, we got to throw a few crumbs, we got to do something. Now what the rich people have, you know, brainwashed to think is that we got safety nets and blah, blah, blah. So see, we don't have to worry. We could just do shareholder value and all this stuff. We've all been brainwashed, even on the left, to think, A, we could somehow take it over. Yeah, we're going to crush it. We're going to do whatever. No, you're not. It's all over, like George Carlin says. The cards have all been dealt. The game is over. The casino has every dollar. You don't have anything. We're starting from scratch here. And it's like, it's just crazy to listen to the talk of, yeah, we got to do this little thing or that little thing. It's gone, folks. You know, anyway, I'll stop with that. You got other callers, but. I love your response. Good points. Thanks so much for calling in, Lance. I'm going to go to the next caller, which is Notori. You just have to hit unmute. Hello, Fabian. Hello, Notori. <laughs> yes, I just want to say I love you and you are doing your damn thing on YouTube and calling in these streets. <laughs> So first, I want to run down on Maxwell. I just don't understand how Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, and the Queen's son ain't underneath prison yet. Mm -mm -mm. It's just so crazy and how the media just threw it away like it's not a big deal. Yes, and for people who are not aware, Prince Andrew... I'm just going to tell you, people knew about Prince Andrew a long time ago that he was going after young, underage girls. Like, that's been going on with him for a long time. Mm -hmm. And we knew about it, too, by the way. Yes, it's just, and I forgot the lady name. Oh, yeah, and that Bill Gates interview. And I feel like his wife left him because he she knew stuff about to hit the fan. Yep. I they, think so too. They end up quieting it down though, but I still feel like she knew because of the money. But she felt like he was about to get out it. Yeah, because in that interview, Bill Gates' uh, former wife said that she did not like Jeffrey Epstein the first time she met him. Mm -hmm. She said she did not feel comfortable around him. And Bill Gates continued to be his friend. Yes. And I feel like it's a whole bunch of people. Like, I just, I want to see that list because I know a whole bunch of shit is on that list. And I want to see it so bad. And the next I think, one I want to go to. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think you're right. I think it's probably a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And the next one is R. Kelly Nasty Ass. I saw so many people on my Facebook, like black people, talking about how they still love his music and talking about why they give him 30 years. They should have gave him more and Maxwell. But it was just disgusting to see them because in my head, I'm like, y'all still support him. So if he did it to y'all children and stuff, would y'all still think the same way? It was just crazy. Both of them, I feel like they should get life in prison. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. 
Thank you so much for calling in the Tory. Yeah, that I just I oh my God. I <laughs> the thing about was, R. Kelly, the mm-hmm. reason why that, that angers me so much is because people knew for years. For those who might be a little bit younger in the chat and may not be aware, this is not the first time R. Kelly's been to court for sleeping with underage girls. He's been to court multiple times mm-hmm. for this every time he got off. With Aaliyah. I remember I did when I was young, like with the P tape. Yep. Going all the way back to the 90s, people knew about R. Kelly. And what makes it worse is all the people who were friends of R. Kelly and worked with R. Kelly and enabled him all those years knew what was going on. And I don't know if people have seen the documentary, but there was a documentary called Surviving R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. I'm not not sure if it's on Netflix or something, but I have to check. But if you can stomach it, if you guys can stomach it, you need to watch that documentary. This goes back decades. Like R. Kelly was going to the high schools to pick up girls. Like mm-hmm. it, this, it's ridiculous. And abuse runs in his family. His brother talked about it, how they were abused when they were little. Uh, it just, the fact that this went on for as long as it did and people knew about it and people made excuses or people said that, well, yeah, but it's R. Kelly and I love his music. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. And that's what I saw all yesterday about people loving him. I'm like, y'all from sick bitches. But when in the parents, I feel like some of the parents should be under prison too. Yes. I feel, I feel like they did it. They sold their daughters just to be underneath R. Kelly or to say they knew him. Yep. I think so in too. In the interview, that you was talking about, we um him and um Gail. That was so embarrassing and cringe. <laughs> I was like, oh god, it was disgusting. But I said, yeah, I, yeah, you did it. But I already a lot of people already knew. But turned a blind eye. Yeah, that interview that he did with Gail. If you guys noticed, <laughs> Gail was so calm the entire time, and R. Kelly just flew off the handle. And I was like. Well, you just showed everyone that you're guilty. That's for sure. <laughs> like he he flipped out. I was like, "What is this? Like, is it going for an Oscar or something? Like, this is y'all killing me." <laughs> Thirty years, my career. It was so crazy. But yeah, was, like, it, was nice. it was nice chatting with you, and you are doing the damn thing. Keep up the hard work. We love you in North Carolina. Oh, thank you so much, Notori, and thanks for calling in. Welcome. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to go to Omar. You are the next caller. You just have to unmute. Hey, Sabby. Hey, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, all things considered. I'm I'm ready for the weekend. I'm excited for the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I wanted to um, chime in on the Ghislaine Maxwell conviction. Um, the list of people who accused her was whittled down from so many. And like there are potentially thousands of girls that were trafficked um, and that, you know, we, we don't even know what's going to, I mean, that's never going to see the light. Um, and then they, they, when the FBI um, raided his uh, New York home, they took a bunch of DVDs and somebody, I think uh, one of the victims, I think it was Maria Farmer said that there were video, they were uh, recording, there were cameras uh, hidden in every room and they were recording all these uh, famous people um, abusing girls. And so those, the, those are potentially on those DVDs that they took away. And we have not heard about that again. Um, and uh, one of the things that um, Alexander Acosta uh, said uh, is that he was told to back off from Epstein because he belonged to intelligence. So like uh, that in conjunction, Junction with the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, was 
um, was impl- was was known to be working for Mossad, which is the CIA, uh, the the Israeli equivalent of the CIA, um, and he died under mysterious circumstances, and he received a state funeral in Israel, and uh, he um, and there was a an actually a, a, a former Israeli intelligence official who said that uh, that it was. A blackmail operation. What Epstein and and Maxwell were doing was a was a blackmail operation that was uh, potentially like a joint um, CIA Mossad uh, operation. So, like, uh, I mean, there's a great podcast uh, called True Anon, uh, which is, I mean, a, a play on QAnon because um, some people have said that that QAnon is basically a psyop that they're trying to make this whole like pedophilia ring uh, story so ridiculous that they, that they like also taint the Epstein uh, story as well. So that people like associated with QAnon and don't think much of it. So, you know, that's, that's all, you know, uh, that's all conjecture, but it, I mean, it makes sense to me if all these famous people are potentially implicated, like, former Israeli um, uh, prime minister, um, Bill Richardson, who was, I think, the governor of New Mexico, a bunch of movie stars, uh, Alan Dershowitz. So this is just really deep. And, you know, the those victims are never going to get the justice they deserve because they're, they're not even included. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to yeah yeah uh, someone actually put a link in the chat um of the list of names and it's over a thousand people yeah i don't know half of these people but um there i can tell you right disappeared some of them have disappeared like who knows like if they just thought of them as like as trash they thought of them as like throwaway humanity like can you imagine what they're capable of to 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 do to those people. What do you mean some of them have disappeared? Um, well, I mean, this was according to uh, one of the victims, uh, Maria Farmer. She said that there, there's just some of them like went missing. Um, so that's all, that's all, you know, that, that's the source from that. Um, Whitney, are you familiar with Whitney Webb? Yeah. Yeah, she covers it a lot. And it just, I mean, she does very extensive research on some of these people that are involved, like Lex Wexner, who was, who is the, the, the billionaire who owns uh, like Victoria's Secret, The Limited, all these like clothing stores. Like he was involved with Epstein and he kind of propped him up uh, with, with his money. Um, but she says that it's really, it's just in elite circles. It goes deep within elite circles and, and it's not going to be talked about in the news because either they're protected and we have very limited, um, uh, we have very few uh, voices and sources from, from which we get our news. So I'm just going to tell you guys, I'm just, I'm glancing at this site. There's celebrities on here. Just FYI. As victims or, or as perpetrators? As, as uh, clients. Oh, clients. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kevin Spacey was on the Lolita Express. Bill Clinton. Well, Kevin and Kevin Spacey was accused of assault here in Massachusetts uh, yeah. about a year or two. Maybe it was two years ago. Um, he had his trial here for that. Um, uh, try, I guess he went after it was a teenage boy. Um, I don't yeah. know what came of that. Like it was in the news, local news, and then it kind of just fiddled away. That's why they took him off of uh, House of Cards because he just he he was tainted already with that. They didn't want to be associated with that. Right, right. Yeah. I can see. That. Um, 
this is just I don't know. Whitney Webb is I'll have to see is Whitney still on YouTube because I, I think I was told that she was kind of ran off of YouTube. She was run off of uh, Patreon and she yeah and like she was part of Mint Press too. It's like she wrote for a bunch of different outlets like Mint Press, The Last American Vagabond. Um, but yeah, she was she was run off uh, and I mean, just considering what she talks about is, is not surprising. Yeah, I could see that because she goes pretty deep. Well, Omar, thank you so much for uh, calling you. in. I'm going to go to the next caller, and that right. is then. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I'm, I was just going to briefly touch on the uh, Maxwell uh, verdict. I'm glad Omar brought up the um, Israeli connection because I think that's a very under... It's not really talked about. And I think that's the main reason that um, the coverage around Maxwell and Epstein has been so hush-hush. It's pretty much typical of... A lot of it has to do with these kind of honey, honey trap situations where... They get these politicians in compromising situations, a lot of them to do with child sex trafficking and other things as well. Um, And obviously there's the connections with Mossad and um, Maxwell. And these are just, these aren't even conspiracy theories. I mean, these are just things that are just out in the open. Um, But um, there was an Australian investigative journalist that pretty much concluded that uh, Epstein was a Mossad spy Um, because you kind of put it together you got to think it's like okay why are these politicians Democrats and Republicans so fervently pro-Israel like where does this come from and it's like okay well AIPAC is pretty big but then AIPAC it's like AIPAC is not even the biggest lobby the Saudi lobby is much bigger than AIPAC but they don't get this kind of protection even they got a lot of protection, but not quite as much as Israel. So you know, there's the things you got to look at. I mean, even um, even uh, what's her name, um, uh, Monica Lewinsky. There was um, there was this report. It was in 1997. It was a Star report, and Clinton at the time on tape told it was like a recording where he told Lewinsky that he was suspecting a foreign embassy was tapping his uh, phone conversation. So. I mean, it just gets deep, but I don't want to, I just wanted to briefly comment on that, but thank you, Omar, to bring that up, because nobody ever talks about that. Um, and then, um, I guess just to briefly, or I was going to say another thing, if you want to say something. Yeah, um, I was just going to say, like, I didn't even think about the connection to uh, Israel, but that does explain a lot. Um, you know, a lot of these people... They're powerful people. They're very much protected. You know, whether you believe that Epstein, you know, committed committed suicide or or whatever you believe about that situation, regardless of that, we have to, I think, at least agree that it was very suspect that he just happened to die so that he could not go to trial. And so... I just, I, I never believed that he committed suicide. I thought it was an inside job that happened against him um, because they really did. That was the one, you know, they, they, they didn't want to get information from him. They didn't want that information to get out. And so they're like, oh, we got to, we got to end this now. And who knows, like with Jelaine Maxwell, yeah, she's going to prison, but is she going to be safe in prison? Who knows? They might try to do whatever they can. Exactly. No. Um, but yeah, I guess the other thing I wanted to briefly touch on was the... I feel like there's a huge amount of political disillusionment. I've been talking to a lot of people and people are just... They just feel defeated over what's been done to them over the last couple of years with all the COVID stuff. The lockdowns and I mean especially small business owners I mean I talked to people where it's like um, they had their businesses shut down and then they're fighting to keep their businesses open but the, the, let's say in California for example they shut their business down 
and then you got uh, a movie studio that gets a, magically gets a permit like few blocks down, and it's just crushing because oh, those people are tight with lobbying with Gavin Newsom and all that kind of shit. So, I, I, I've my number one criticism of left wing commentators is just a complete lack of discussion or coming to terms with how people what was done to them over the last couple of years um, and the lack of just commentary about it it was just so everybody was so lockstep with everything that happened the last two years and the only places you could get dissent was on the right wing so it was like only only right wing commentators were pushing back against and they did it for their own reasons, but it was just disappointing to see nobody. I thought, you know, Jimmy Dore got into it a little bit, but he was kind of late on it, but he kind of turned around. You got people like Max Blumenthal. They were late, but they started talking about it. But man, it was, it's been really upsetting just to see everybody so subservient to what the, what the government was on. And then it's like, at this point, I'm concerned because the ne- the bigger the next stories that come about is like, okay, are we just gonna get an ob- obedient subservient left again and again and again, and then every ske- all the skeptical thinking is on the right wing? So that's just something I wanted to say. Thank you, Vin. That's a really good point that you bring up. You're right because you would have expected the left to actually question what the government was doing or the least to like wonder about it. I live in one of the States that was shut down, Massachusetts. I got to tell you, they were able to open businesses back up that summer. But by the time that happened, a lot of the mom and pop restaurants and stores in Boston, and I'm talking about ones in the tourist areas as well. They had to close for good because they couldn't afford to reopen because they weren't making any money all those months that their stores were closed. So we lost a lot of businesses here. And I felt, I just remember thinking to myself, like the city decided this year to give a $500 check out to people, but they wanted to means tested and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what did you do for all of those families that lost their family businesses? And nothing, like, to be honest with you, they did nothing. They didn't even send out the funds on time. Like there were, they misappropriated the funding that was sent from the the federal government to the state. Some of the states didn't even use the money right. It was just really bad. And you're right. We would have expected people on the left to actually challenge what the government was doing and push back a little bit more. But it turned out that people on the right were the ones that ended up doing that. And Some people that came from the left, like Kim Iverson, I don't know where she fits right now politically or what would she describe herself now as politically, but she came from the Bernie movement. You know, she was one that heavily questioned it. Uh, MCSC Network, Franco, Nico House and all them, they question it. And I thought the point of independent media was not just to take in whatever mainstream media tells you, but to start questioning things. And the moment that Joe Biden won and Trump lost, it just seemed like that stopped. All of a sudden, they didn't want to question it anymore. They just wanted to go along with it. Oh, Trump's gone, so everything's fine. And you're right. I don't think a lot of them are thinking about how Americans have felt over the past two years. It's been two years. When this pandemic happened, I didn't think it was going to stick around for as long as it did. So we had to deal with that. If you lived in a state that closed like mine, It was miserable. Like, I'll be honest with you, it was miserable here. So you had to deal with that. And then after the pandemic, then now you got inflation and people have expensive gas prices. And I don't think a lot of the commentators, especially the ones that are millionaires, and some of them are, I don't think they are actually talking to working class, everyday Joe Schmoes and hearing about how they feel. Because I can tell you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. When those masks, when the N95 masks, when people were trying to get those, I couldn't get one of those masks. You know who did have those masks? Some of those millionaire left independent media commentators, they had them. When we couldn't get any, 
they had toilet paper, but we couldn't find any. And that's the thing I want people to understand. So when people say to me, oh, why are you speaking badly about a podcaster? Because I focus on the class issue. And if I see that someone is a part of the left and they say that they're for the working class people, by the way, they hardly ever mention poor. If you pay attention to that. And that's exactly it. I just want to say real quick, like, that's why I think I started listening to you last year. And I was like, I think the difference, because you you just mentioned it. A lot of these left commentators make so much money off things like Patreon, their YouTube channels, whatever. And it's like, at some point, it becomes a brand versus actually talking about class issues. Because let's give an example of lockdowns. What do lockdowns do? Pretty much, everybody stays home. These type of people, they got, they can work from home. They're good. They have no issues. The people who are out there, who got to make the deliveries for Amazon, for Uber Eats, and whatever, all this kind of stuff, those are working class people. And who cares about them if they get sick or whatever? It don't, it don't matter about them. But we just stay home, and then all of a sudden, it's like, why do you got? Why can't you? Why can't you guys just listen to people and stay at home? And it's like. All you're doing is building up your little resume, your professional managerial class podcast, but you have no sympathy for people who got to actually go through the shit. Like you talk about a single mother who has working a job or two jobs or a single parent or whatever, and they have to have their kids go to school. And then we're the only country in the world, maybe Canada as well, that shut down schools with no scientific evidence. Zero. You go to Europe, they didn't keep their schools shut down and nothing happened to their kids. Now we got our kids that can't even read at a grade level. So like, but then it's all good because I got to stay home. I have my lattes ordered to me and everything's all good. See, that's, but that, that's the difference is I talk to, I listen to you speak and I, I'm listening to somebody that I can relate with. But these other YouTube commentators like, man, you guys have no idea what it's like out here. So that's why I'm saying like people are so disillusioned out there, but they don't even want to talk about it. That's the thing. Now they're over COVID. It's over. Nobody want to talk about it. But you don't want to talk about it. there's no scientific evidence to how lockdowns didn't do shit. You look all around the world, but transfer money all the way up to the upper class and take it out from us. But hey, it's okay because you got to stay in your little condo and get, you know, black and brown people ordering, sending you shit on Uber Eats. But sorry, I'm done ranting. Well said, Vin. Thank you so much. I totally hear you, man. I totally hear you. All right. I'm going to take one more call and then I'm actually going to end a little early tonight because I am going to get back to Stranger Things. I got to finish that. Uh, Iridescent, you are on the mic. You just have to unmute. Hi. Hello. I just wanted to, I shared a link in the chat. That's the 60 minutes where a lot of the victims um, actually spoke out against um, Maxwell and accused her of participating. So, um, so there's no mystery. And I'm just a little bit kind of upset that there's a reluctance to call her a pedophile for some reason. I, that really bothers me a lot, but um, anyhow, it was just, uh, just kind of an FYI that, you know, that information's out there and it's unfortunate that all these, you know, just the sex trafficking charge seems to be used a certain way. I think Epstein was also charged with sex trafficking and only did 13 months and got to go home uh, or to his office to serve his sentence or something like that. I, I remember this from a long time ago because I was trying to convince my mom, who was a Hillary supporter at the time, um, you know, that it's a big club. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, uh, clearly everybody here, I mean, R. Kelly was charged with that. So I think fair, fairly so should, you know, anybody else who actually is, that's kind of it. <laughs> I totally hear where you're coming from. I've noticed they don't want to call her that too. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they are trying to be nice towards this woman. Like, I, I really don't. Um, I think that, again, I, I wish they would release those names. I wish all those people would be held accountable as well, not just her. Um, but, you know, they probably got people up in high places as well. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those clients might be judges. Hell, 
for all we know. People who work in the federal government, you, you never know. But I think that um, it tells you something about our justice system. And I, I've said this before, they protect certain people, people who are wealthy, most of the time people who are white, and people who have connections. That's who the justice system protects. It rarely protects the everyday Joe Schmo. And I think that money runs it all. Money runs everything. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in iridescent. All right, guys, I do have a hard stop. I do have to hop off tonight because, like I said, I have a Stranger Things date. So I'm getting back to this tonight. You guys, please have a happy weekend. Um, again, I'm taking Monday off because it's the fourth, but I will be streaming special stream on Sunday night with the women's panel about uh, inflation. So that should be interesting. And then I'll be back on Tuesday. All right, guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Bye.